a uh, loser blames others for their decisions. That's not a saying. <laughs> a wise man once said. Uh, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't phrase that like it's a proverb, dude, okay? <laughs> a wise man once said, only losers blame others for their decisions. No, you're saying that to me, okay? Own, if you're going to call me a loser, say it to my face. Don't say it like it's a biblical proverb. I, I would never call you a loser, but I have heard. <laughs> it's uh, Matthew uh, 4, verse 6 through 12. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Yes, and it states such that any man that blames another for their sins is a loser. <laughs> that honestly doesn't sound <laughs> and so it like be done, I remember. Said the Lord. Interesting. That's weird. I I remember Matthew 4, <laughs> 6 through 12 as, If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Is that... Am I... <laughs> am I misremembering that? No. Maybe I've got... Maybe I've got my verses mixed up, because that does sound familiar. <laughs> that's definitely... The, that's definitely in the in the book of Matthew, but... Yeah, I don't no, know I'm, per- I'm pretty confident that's Matthew 4. So that's 6. I mean, I can read... Do you want me to read through 12? I bet that, that's six, and it doesn't sound like that was the beginning of years. No, I could be, um, I'm probably mistaken, so. <laughs> All right, let me get us started off. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the... I'm glad uh, to be here, Tommy. Oh, whoops. Let's talk... Um... I'm glad to be here, Tommy. <laughs> oh, whoops. Wait, Jack, hold on. I'm go, trying to do go, the go, intro go, here. Go. Yeah, okay. go, go, go. Okay, 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 okay. Hello, everyone. I'm excited. To... Welcome. Oh. <laughs> no, sorry, you go. No, I'll go. I'll go. No, you or... go. Okay. You go. Thanks for being Hello, here. Hello, everyone. And we'll... oh. oh, sorry. You're here? Okay. <laughs> you start off. Okay, I'll go. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Hello, everyone. I'm excited. I'm just really <laughs> thrilled to... Oh, are you going to take the... Okay, you take the lead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Start you sure? us off. Okay, okay. Yeah, start us off. I've always wondered what it would be like to hello everyone and welcome host the po- to the oh. let's talk. Bit. Oh, are you going? Sorry, no. Well, I think I'm not sure if we overlap. My, I might be on delay. Okay. Well. <laughs> Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. It is Tuesday night, November twentieth. It's me, your host, Tommy, here with Jack, a.k.a. JR, a.k.a. Jack the Rabbit, a.k.a. Jack the Ripper. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Jack the Rabbit? I don't know where you heard that, dude, but (laughs) I am not a rabbit. I've heard from... I'm not a rabbit. ...several sources. This is the end of the discussion. I'm not a rabbit. What are you from your sources? Fake news. Uh, I'm happy to be here to talk about fantasy football. I am Jack. I am JR. I am, what was the other one after Rabbit? The Ripper. Jack the Ripper. That's fair. I accept that. And uh, I rip it on rock band drums. Do, do, do. Run to the hills. I can't play Run to the Hills. Scott can. Scott Our longtime listener, Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> One of the best rock band drummers you would ever see in person if you had the honor. Anyways, enough about rock band. Tommy, 
it's it's showtime, baby. It's showtime. Last couple weeks before the playoffs, a lot went down this weekend, and I know we'll spend a large amount of the episode talking about the playoff implications and the scenarios and what needs to happen over the next couple weeks. It's the most exciting time of the year to be a fantasy football player. This is crunch time, and yeah, we got a lot to talk about. It's the most exciting time of the year. Fantasy football season. Um, let's well, let's um, Jack. Let's talk about this for a second. The game last night was historic and awesome, and honestly, probably the best game I think I've ever watched in my life. And having said that, I wish so much that I could have had the honor of going to that game. Anyone who was able to go to that game is incredibly lucky, don't you think? I was there! <laughs> no, <laughs> come on, stop it. I was there. Tommy. Stop it. Stop Tommy. it. Get out of here. Tommy. Tommy. Yes. I was at the Coliseum last night. Dude, that is And so... I saw in person the third highest scoring NFL game of all time, the first game in NFL history in which a team scored... More than 50 points and lost. 14 touchdowns were scored. It was young guru Sean McVay against old-time legendary offensive mind Andy Reid. So it was a coaching battle. It was a quarterback battle with Jared Goff against Patrick Mahomes. It was a running back battle with Todd Gurley against Kareem Hunt. It was a wide receiver battle with Tyree Kill against Brandon Cooks. And I mean, it was just... It had everything. And... Obviously, the game ending 54 to 51, it was just so exciting to be there in person. And as a fantasy football player, I can say some of those guys that we talk about week by week, by week like Tyree Kill, ladies and gentlemen, that guy is someone you need to see play football in person. It's unbelievable, unbelievable to see him run across the field. Field. I think Dan is uh, very lucky to have Tyreek Hill on his team. I've tried to trade for Tyreek Hill many times this season to no avail. He is, in my opinion, JR, hot take alert, number three wide receiver in the NFL. And just, I, I mean, I think he's a top three guy. I think he's made that jump. He's small, but he is fast and he has the athleticism and hands of a truly one of a kind wide receiver. So that's my takeaway from the game. Tommy, what was yours from the still exciting viewing point of a couch and a TV? What a game. It was it was incredible. And uh, to your point, Tyreek Hill has really he's he's refined and and perfected his route tree and he can run any kind of route. He does double moves. He can do short routes, he can do long routes. He, you know, they use him in the backfield. He is the he is the most dynamic player probably in the NFL. And uh yeah, I think, I mean, that's a, calling him a top three wide receiver, that's kind of a hot take, but, I mean, really, he's close. If he's not top three, he's top five, so, yeah, he's the number one fantasy wide receiver on the year, and, uh, yeah, he's been crushing it, so, my takeaway well, from we'll the talk- game was oh, just that, yeah, Please. Uh, no, I mean, uh, both teams are incredible, uh, I mean, that would be something, I don't think we're going to get that Super Bowl, mostly because... Andy Reid will never make it to the Super Bowl because he is trash. Uh, but yeah, that would be some Super Bowl matchup for sure. But that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, disappointing, obviously, for me as a Chiefs fan, the way that game ended. But uh, yeah, no, that was really really exciting. So I saw but, a lot of tweets that were uh, 
the most the most surprising thing about the game was that Andy Reid had three timeouts left, <laughs> a few minutes left. Yeah. No, honestly, that was uh, he shockingly did a great job uh, managing those timeouts, and it, it came in big. He gave Mahomes two chances. They had a, they had a chance with as a two minute drive. He threw an interception, and then uh, defense stopped him. He got another. Uh, he had another chance at 50 seconds left, and uh, I don't know. They weirdly ran two plays over the middle and went about like 13 yards in 25 seconds and then had to go another like 50 yards in 25 you know they, he was trying to get into field goal range and he threw a desperation heave and he never stood a chance so but well, anyway speaking of monster matchups let's start with the first matchup of the week that was in fact a monster matchup far and away the highest scoring matchup of the week dan and kyle Kyle took down Dan, 17,344, to Kyle's 14,474. You you misspoke. You said Kyle took down Dan, but we all know what you meant. Oh, okay. Thank you. Well, regardless, iridocyclitis, Kyle puts up a monster week and loses to Dan. Two great performances from two great teams that involved a lot of the players that we were just talking about from that monster game. Patrick Mahomes for Kyle. He had five turnovers, and he puts up 3,800 fantasy points. (laughs) He threw six passing touchdowns and 478 yards, so my goodness. Robert Woods with 72 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown. And then uh, over on Dan's side, he had Tyreek Hill from that game, who put up 3,900 with 215 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, 10 catches. Just monster performances from those Monday night guys. Looking at Dan's side, Tommy, obviously everything went right, but what else sticks out on his team? Yeah, pretty much everything went right. The other two things that stick out massively are T.Y. Hilton, his best game of the year. He puts up 155 and two touchdowns. Uh, that is, I've been waiting, I think everyone's been waiting for that T.Y. Hilton breakout game, and uh, it, it came in a major way. And then Saquon Barkley, after his disappointing week last week to not get Dan the victory, he goes off for 3,400, 102 rushing, 142 rushing yards, two touchdowns, uh, and uh, and a receiving touchdown as well. So that that is, I mean, and then Ben Roethlisberger holds his own. He was having an abysmal game and really saved his performance in the fourth quarter with a uh, with two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown uh, late in the third quarter, and then also in the fourth quarter to put up 23.66. Outside of that, it was just mediocre stuff from the rest of his guys, but. Didn't really matter because the four guys I just mentioned put up like 15,000 points. <laughs> Not quite, but um, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff from Just from massive guys. weeks. But that's what you get with guys like Tyree Kill and Saquon Barkley. They have the potential to just have absolutely monstrous weeks like that. Like you mentioned, T.Y. Hilton, he was the biggest surprise this week. I don't know what to expect moving forward with him. I mean, certainly not this. That's obvious, but... He had nine targets and caught all nine of those targets. Um, I don't know. I think T.Y. Hilton is certainly a wide receiver one rest of the season. I just don't know if he's... I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm curious. I, do, I thought T.Y. Hilton, if, you know, he's, he's, since he's been healthy, he missed two games, but he's been healthy for four weeks and wasn't really involved much. I mean, he's got, you know, four targets, five targets, seven targets, but only four catches, one catches and three catches in those games. Finally with nine targets and nine catches in this game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think 
wide receiver one or at least a top 15 wide receiver rest of the season for sure. Uh, I, it's, it's very, I mean, at, at a time where Dan absolutely needed to win and he needs to win out, um, you know, obviously he can't lose to make the playoffs and then obviously you can't lose in the playoffs if you want to win the championship. So it's great timing. And if he can keep it up, uh, not this, like you said, but even if he can get, you know, a couple 2000 point games, that would be super helpful for Dan's team. And, uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's nice for Dan. He's had, he's had some rough luck and, and some rough weeks and some tough losses and for his team to explode like that, it's gotta feel really good for him. Uh, and he got him. He needed this win. If he loses, he's mathematically eliminated. Uh, and with this win, his his season is still. He clings on to hope. So excellent stuff from his team. Uh, looking at Kyle's team, the, the the thing I noticed right away is that Adam Thielen is no longer on his roster. I wanted to touch on this real quick before diving into Kyle's week. Kyle made a pretty interesting trade. He got into his mind that he really wanted to trade away Adam Thielen thinking that uh, his you know his potential has been has been reached his his productivity is at an all-time high it's not going to get any better thinking that his second half of the season is going to regress i guess he thinks in a major way if he's trying to trade him so badly and the guys he traded him for is what's most shocking to me traded him to Drew for Corey Davis and Anthony Miller two guys that have potential uh but Corey Davis is a guy that has had potential for a couple years now people have been waiting for him to be this consistent guy and it's never happened and uh immediately after Kyle trades for him he puts up 390 and then Anthony Miller has a good game with 940 but only had two catches I think only had three targets he got he got saved by the touchdown but I mean Thielen I think got another 12 targets this week and like I don't know. For me, it's something I just completely don't understand from Kyle's perspective. I mean, I guess he liked what he saw from Corey Davis in Week 10, which makes sense. 10 targets, 7 receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, But yeah, I mean, Corey Davis was back to doing Corey Davis things this week with only 4 targets and 2 catches for 30 yards. So the only explanation for the trade is that he was high on Corey Davis, and... I certainly don't agree with Corey Davis being near the value of Adam Thielen. And I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't think the, I just, yeah, I'm on the same page as you. I don't agree with it. But enough about that. Leonard Fournette had a really good week for Kyle with 2,100. Jalen Richard putting up a serviceable amount with 1,092. Chicago doing Bears defense things, putting up 2,150. Just a really solid defense this year. He had four buys on his bench, so impressive that he was able to put up such a high point total with all those buys, but unfortunately not enough to win for Kyle. The big issues were Eric Ebron putting up a goose egg. Regression of the mean, my friends. The week before, he had two touchdowns on three catches um, and then also a rushing touchdown, so he had to put up a goose egg this week just to normalize things a little bit. Makes sense, and then uh, I don't know. I guess... Not much else went wrong for Kyle. You can't really say that. I mean, he should have won this week with his point total. But anyways, Kyle is securely in the playoffs. Dan is... This will help. This will help his this his helps. hope of, of, of reaching the playoffs. So optimism can 
you know, we counted him out, but Dan's certainly not out at all after this performance. So good luck to him. No, and we will, yeah, we will get into that more. But uh, not only is Dan not out, but he controls his own destiny. And we will talk about that more. Um, yeah, for Kyle, you like to see the, uh, we just wanted to touch on Julio Jones, third week in a row with a touchdown. So uh, that's been great for him. And you, obviously we talked about Mahomes being insane. So, yeah, Kyle's in the playoffs. He's got nothing to worry about. Uh, just got to get your your lineup ready for week 14 if you're Kyle. So, uh, On to the yeah. next matchup. And, boy, this one was this was, was a dude. Not, not quite a barn burner. Uh, no. Opposite end of the spectrum, it was Louis versus Drew. Louis taking down Drew, 11,038 to 10,092. So, Louis with an 11,000 point victory really lucky for louis but good for him a win's a win and uh he had some good performances this week houston's defense putting up five sacks scoring a touchdown getting two interceptions against the redskins that brutal alex smith injury which we won't even talk about um oj howard putting up a serviceable 1000 but tommy you goosed him man you goosed him him. oj howard put on the ir out for the season with a foot and ankle injury Right after Tommy and Louie completed a trade, O.J. Howard for Larry Fitzgerald. So once again, for the third time this season, or no, second time this season, Tommy uh, really gets the better end of a trade. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously something you can't predict. O.J. Howard had another very good game for a tight end. He would have continued to do so if he would have stayed healthy. Yeah, uh, sure he would, dude. You knew he was going down. Melvin Gordon putting up 1860 bad week for melvin i guess since you're expecting melvin things but no not actually a bad week uh dalvin cook was the biggest disappointment and i don't really know what to think about him he's been uh i mean the vikings offense just doesn't look nearly as good as people thought it was going to be i know the bears are good but i'm a little worried about dalvin and then demarius thomas putting up zero points only getting one target with kiki qt back in the lineup which we'll talk about when we get to my team I think Demarius, I'm surprised with him only getting one target in this game, in a game that Houston won and scored 23 points. I don't know what to think about that. Not not great for Louie, but luckily he's got Devontae Adams and Tyler Lockett, who are both usually pretty solid, especially Devontae Adams, who's one of the top five wide receivers on the season. Russell Wilson also getting a serviceable amount with 18-10. So, you know, Louie's... Got a lot to be happy with moving forward, but I would say his wide receiver three slots, a little bit of a question mark, and, um, you know, but his running backs are still looking solid as ever because James White and Nick Chubb are both on a bye, and those guys are both great. Yeah, I, I don't know if we can look too much and, like, worry too much about Dalvin Cook. He looked great uh, the following week when he, when he broke off that, obviously before the bye against Detroit, he ripped off that 70-plus yard run, looked really healthy, so... I don't know if I worry too much. Obviously, you want to see you'll be bouncing back. Nine carries for 12 yards is pretty worrisome. I don't care that it's the Bears. I do. That matters immensely. You think he gets nine carries for 12 yards going up against the Oakland Raiders? Like, no. No, no. But I'm just, (laughs) yeah, I'm interested to see how he does against the Packers. I'm more worried about Demarius Thomas because I don't really understand why. I thought, you know, first week. QT, my friend. I thought first week he only got three targets. But then he had the bye week to get more acclimated with the offense, and then he comes out and one target for no catches. So that's that's worrisome. 
I think it's more worrisome because he's thinner at the wide receiver position, right? Like Dalvin Cook not being productive would be disappointing for Louie, but like you said, he's got both Nick Chubb and James White coming back from bye, so he doesn't really need Dalvin Cook. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But um, I wanted to two things I wanted to mention because you mentioned uh, O.J. Howard. I was I was I was at work with Louie today, and I was wondering if. I was like, because I had like this epiphany of like, wait a second, like, okay, yes, I, it sucks that OJ Howard is out, and obviously that's not a good trade for you, considering he's out for the year now. But was OJ Howard versus Jimmy Graham the difference in your matchup? And so I crunched the numbers. Louis won by eight hundred and forty-six points against Drew. OJ Howard outscored Jimmy Graham by eight hundred and fifty points. Wow. We would have lost to Drew by four points. Wow. Well, great. So we got OJ Howard for one week and got a win out of it. Now, you know, don't, you know, this... this Man, don't even, you'll crunch don't even... any numbers you need to, dude. You'll crunch any well, numbers you need to to fit your narrative. Here's the point I'm leaving out, which Louis realized after I after we were excited about that, is Louis probably would have played uh, Larry Fitzgerald instead of Sterling Shepard if he still had Larry Fitzgerald. And Larry Fitzgerald outscored Sterling Shepard by about 1,200. So, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, and then the other thing is, over the last four weeks, Russell Wilson is the quarterback seven and outscoring Matthew Ryan. Oh, dude. You, Do you have anything kind of to say? You are pulling some Do biased have... narrative-fitting fa- <laughs> facts here, dude. You are like the Fox News of this podcast. What are you trying to do, dude? Do you, what is it? To you just pulled a Russell Wilson versus Matt Ryan stat? Are you kidding me? Listen, you don't think Russell Wilson's a good quarterback, and you're high on Matt Ryan, so I'm just saying, what's going on, you know? Matt Ryan <laughs> dude, is, has been worse than Russell Wilson dude, last four weeks. that's cold-blooded. These are some targeted <laughs> statistics. <laughs> that's uh, savage. Drew's team uh, also sucked, just like Louis did. Um, such Golden a rough Kate, week for Only Drew. putting up 642. I'd love to know what you think about him. Uh, Tariq Cohen and TJ Yeldon both disappointing with 582 and 40, 420 points, respectively. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't even know where to start. The only good things on Drew's team were Andrew Luck, Odell Beckham Jr., both doing great things as they always do. And then, ding, 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 Adam Thielen. Would you, would you imagine that? Adam Thielen scoring 1,200 points this week, seven receptions for 66 yards and a two point conversion. Drew, congrats on getting Adam Thielen from Kyle. Like Tommy said earlier, I won't repeat it all, but my goodness, what a what a trade for you. So your wide receivers are looking great, my friend. Yeah, I'm personally, I'm just absolutely shocked that Adam Thielen had a pretty good week. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, you talked about Golden Tate. I'm actually surprised Golden Tate got as much as he did because we'll talk about Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey later. Uh Zach Hurts had the worst game of his season by far. Uh, I don't know what Alshon Jeffrey ended up with, but it wasn't good. And so, yeah, it was a throwaway game for the Eagles. Uh, and so I don't really think we – I don't. I still don't know that we know what exactly to expect from Golden Tate because he had his first week with the team, not very acclimated. Second week, he got eight targets, which is great. And uh, so, yeah, I think um, – He's, he's Drew's wide receiver three now, and I think he'll be more than fine uh, in that spot for him. But yeah, I mean, man, he tried to plug and play Dante Moncrief. Didn't work out. 
Greg Olson, 790, that's fine for a tight end this year. But, yeah, the running backs were, were immensely disappointing. Tried to stream Oakland's defense, only putting up 850. Uh, but thank God he played them instead of Tennessee, who got negative 200 uh, on his bench. I don't know. It, it was it was a, a really good opportunity for Drew going up against Louis, who didn't score a lot. Drew really, really could have used this victory. Instead, he falls to 5-6. and six. Um, still controls his own destiny. Uh, if he wins his last two, he's in. But uh, we'll talk about his uh, his upcoming matchups the last two weeks. It's a it's a really crushing blow uh, for Drew uh, for sure because it it puts him in a pretty precarious position. Precarious. All right. Should we move on to your matchup versus Justin? Yes, we should. Uh, we definitely should. Uh, you lost, my friend. I did. You scored it's, eleven thousand, uh, and tragic. Justin. Got a much-needed victory, scoring just under 13,000 with 12,938. Let me talk about your team, and then you can talk about how Justin took you down. Yeah. You you could have had a better week, man. Um, Deion Lewis, I think, is something to be worried about for you. And it's just the Titans, man. It's Corey Davis. It's Deion Lewis. It's guys with talent. That look really good sometimes and then look really bad because the Titans are really bad sometimes. Zach Ertz, disappointing for the first time this year. Wouldn't blink an eye at it. I'm sure you're not, but that'll things will be right back to normal when they play the Giants next week. Tevin Coleman, serviceable performance with 1,000. Denver's defense, good, decent play by you, scoring 1150. Larry Fitzgerald, like we mentioned, you got him in the trade. Excellent performance with two touchdowns. Crazy. Only two catches, but both of them for touchdowns. Doug Baldwin. That's exciting to see. Gotta love that with a touchdown, seven catches. Uh, and Michael Thomas, you know, 17-20. So you had, you had really serviceable performances. You, you, just, you lost the matchup uh, at the tight end position with Justin having Travis Kelsey. Only slightly. 23-70. And then... At the running back, I mean James Conner disappointing. Jaguars are a good defense, but James Conner getting only seven ninety against Justin's Marlon Mack getting thirteen forty. So that's where the matchup was lost. Otherwise, um, you know you 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 had an opportunity to get a win this week, but I know you're not crying too hard because you're still seven and four and you are sitting dandy to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'll tell you on a level of you know a scale of one to ten how concerned I am and it's zero. So that's not on the scale, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so not concerned that it's off the scale, dude. It doesn't even register. Um, no, I am. I'm actually happy. <laughs> I'm happy with what I saw from uh, my team this week because, well, one, I told my guys to take it easy because uh, I wanted Justin to win because I think collusion alert. I think, just just fantasy-wise, Justin deserves to make the playoffs. His team has been consistently one of the highest-scoring teams. He's got top two or three highest-scoring team in the year. And for him to be four and six with that, those kind of point totals put up, you know, he's in the same boat as you. And so I, 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 I'm more than happy to, to lose to him. Uh, obviously, as a competitor, you always hope your team performs well. And so... I would have liked them to score a little bit more, but uh, I'm really, really happy with what I saw from Larry Fitzgerald and Doug Baldwin. Michael Thomas is, was has been great, was great as usual, like the last three weeks. James Conner 
had a bad game, dropped a 28-yard touchdown, so he gets that. We're not talking about how he had a disappointing game. I'm not worried about him in the slightest. As you mentioned, not worried about Zach Ertz in the slightest. The only, My only concern is obviously Deion Lewis, but I've got Lamar Miller who had a, a really good game. Uh, Bill O'Brien kind of frustrates me because last week he, or before their, before their bye week, because last week they had a bye, he only gave Lamar Miller 12 carries, and and Alfred Blue split. They split carries right down the middle, and then of course this week he it goes right back to Lamar Miller, and Alfred Blue doesn't is not involved nearly as often. So, but I've got two weeks to figure out whether I should be playing Deion Lewis or Lamar Miller in the playoffs. It's going to be James Conner and Kevin Coleman that I roll with as my running back one and two, and I'm liking what I see from Fitzgerald and Baldwin. I think I can play matchups with. Uh, with them, and, and maybe I can pick up another receiver along the way. But I like my wide receiver core. I like my running backs. I love my tight end. And I'm not worried about I, – I streamed Dak Prescott, who had a disappointing week, but uh, I'm not worried about that at all. So I'm supremely confident right now. Uh, like you said, I am in the playoffs. I am uh, – mathematically, I cannot miss the playoffs and so at, at seven and four, I'm in. I don't know if we mentioned it, but Louis is also for sure in with his victory. So me, Louis, and Kyle, all in. Uh, and Justin getting the victory. Great, great week for him. He's had a lot of great weeks. This is it's more of the same from his team. Giant performances from his dudes. Aaron Rodgers, not very giant for him, but twenty one fifty eight. Big game from AB twenty twenty. Travis Kelsey went nuts against the. Rams with 127 yards, 10 catches and a touchdown, 2370 fantasy points. Josh Reynolds plugging him in for Cooper Cup and right away rewarding Justin with 1700. Now, it was an insane game, so I'm not sure you can expect that from Josh Reynolds week to week, but we will see. Uh, he's going to be getting a lot of snaps and he'll be playing uh, in a lot of plays. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's those those performances are really the big thing you got a great performance from justin tucker with 1300 the giant disappointment was latavius murray you gotta you gotta call him out for the terrible terrible decision to bench the rams defense that's actually true and i told him uh you know i must have told him in the fourth quarter of the game it was obviously always an obvious choice to to play the rams going up against one of the best offenses in the league yeah i mean i just don't know how you play you know the Rams, they, they got two touchdowns, three interceptions, two fumble recoveries last night, and they're on Justin's bench. I just don't, you know. Truly a, ba- a baffling decision. decision. No, it's uh, hilarious that they put up 51 points and almost got 3,000. Yeah, they gave up 51 to KC. And, so, uh, obviously, Justin made the right call sitting them, but just crazy that they were able to get those points. Good week by Justin. Um, happy that he was able to get the win, and I would say... To add to your points, I'm really excited about Cortland Sutton moving forward for Justin. I think he could be a big key to Justin pulling off some wins over the next several weeks. And then Josh Reynolds. Boy, I got to see him play in person. I don't know if I mentioned that. I was at the game on Monday. (laughs) And he looked good. Uh, Six catches for 80 yards. I'm excited about him. Justin deserves to have him because he had Cooper Cup, who went down for the season. And Josh Reynolds is sliding into that Cooper Cup role, so I'm excited. I think that'll be big for Justin. Yeah, really, you look at his team, and we've talked about how strong his wide receivers are all year. Edelman will be coming back from a bye. So you got A.B., Edelman, 
Josh Reynolds, who's, who looked great. Cortland Sutton, who's been pretty good, and his schedule gets a lot easier. So his wide receivers are going to be strong, as well as Aaron Rodgers finishing off this year. Travis Kelsey's a beast. He'll be on a bye, but this win was huge for Justin. Uh, he only needs to go 1-1 one and one the last two weeks to make the playoffs. And uh, it's really his only question is going to be his running back, too, because Marlon Mack has been... He had a down week last week, but bounces back with a, a good week this week, 13-40, and was just massive uh, the, the previous two weeks before their bye. So, uh, and he's got, uh, so he'll be fine. And so, yeah, it's really just the running back two. He's got Duke Johnson Jr. on his bench, um, and who's been who's been good. He also had some really plus matchups. So, um, I don't know if that will continue. But, I mean, right now it's his best bet. So maybe you just go with him, see how he does the next two weeks, hope to squeak into the playoffs, and maybe maybe you can use him uh, during your playoff stretch. So, But things are looking good. That's a, Like I said, it's a huge win for Justin, 5-6, and six, and uh, he moves up all the way. He was in 10th. If he would have lost, he would have been in 10th place, and because of the win, he moves all the way up to 6th. So congrats to him. Moving on to the next matchup, Brian took down Scott with 12,852 to 10,432. Brian moves up to 7 and 4. Scott moves down to 4 and 7. Scott was having a dismal week until Jared Goff put up 3500 last night adding to Scott's total, but Sammy Watkins was uh obviously going into it not someone that Scott wanted to play, but someone that he felt he had to play with the other options on his team. Uh, Sammy Watkins was injured, and even though he was probable to play, everyone pretty much knew that he wasn't going to do great things fantasy-wise. He really only hobbled onto the field for the first handful of plays, and then you didn't see him in like the last three quarters. Um, so that that cost Scott a bit, but luckily the guys on his bench, you know, Mosa knew with the highest point total of 790, so it wouldn't have made the difference in the matchup, but... John Brown is someone that Scott needs to be really concerned about moving forward, especially if the Ravens continue with Lamar Jackson because then they are not passing the ball ever. And John Brown is a wide receiver, so he really needs them to pass the ball a little bit. (laughs) Scoring only 280 with one catch this week. Carrion Johnson, another bad luck situation for Scott. He's doubtful for the Thursday game. He's week to week. Luckily, there was no tears, so it's not season ending or anything like that. But Scott needs wins now, and that is something that he really can't afford at this point. So really unfortunate luck. Good thing is David Johnson's been performing up to par, and Doug Martin has been decent. But Benjamin Watson, another, I shouldn't say another goose egg, but a goose egg this week after scoring only 60 last week. So basically a goose egg. Things aren't looking great for Scott right now. I know I'm, I say that every week, and I'm rude to his team, but uh, I, I'm really confident he's not going to make the playoffs. His team just he keeps having a lot of bad luck with these injuries. Yeah, you are definitely you're understating it when you say that things aren't looking great for Scott. Uh, this was a devastating loss for him. Uh, it pretty much, it pretty much uh, knocks him out of contention at four and seven. Um, the difference for him, so you're also four and seven. Dan's also four and seven. The massive difference when you look at the standings is the point totals. You and Dan have outscored Scott 
by about 20,000. Uh, so that's a lot of points to make up over a two-week span. So Scott's going to have to win his last two games and outscore you and Dan by about 20,000. Uh, and then also a combination of Justin, Greg, and Anna have also have to lose, and he's got to outscore them by over 10,000. It's just... The, I don't know what the probability would be, but it is extremely low uh, for a probability for Scott to make the playoffs. I don't. Yeah, I mean, he's got to put up like twenty thousand each week. And <laughs> the other thing is, he's going to be starting. He's going to be starting Doug Martin as his RB two. Oakland is playing Baltimore. Yeah, so I was going to say it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not. And you said Carryon Johnson's not out for the year, but Carryon Johnson being out might be ending Scott's year. Uh, in in all you know, in a, for I don't know what I'm trying to say, but for all intents and purposes, I don't know what that phrase is. By the way, for all intents can, and purposes, for, for all intents and purpose or something, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, I don't even know. Never make it doesn't make sense, so I don't I don't blame you for not remembering the exact wording. Anyways, yeah, Scott's team sucks. We can agree on that, but Brian's team doesn't. I guess. I mean, Drew Brees is so. The Saints are the real deal, man. I mean. Beating the Eagles forty-eight to seven—that was a statement win. Saints just Saints are going oof. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you confident in that? Super- yeah, because I think—I mean, they are—they were pissed off last year that uh, they didn't beat the Vikings, right? That that everyone remembers that game against the Vikings where they were winning. They should have won that game. And they should have won, and their their rookie cornerback makes an inexplicable error and just lets Diggs get he goes for a low tackle misses him and Diggs scores a touchdown I mean I can't imagine how he felt and how pissed off all the Saints players were they felt like they were the best team in the NFC that year and they are freaking playing like it this year they are unstoppable on offense right now I mean they are just having their way with everyone and uh, their defense has been playing better so yeah I would be the Rams I think are the only team that has the potential to stop them. And I think uh, if they do face off, I, I give the Saints the edge. I think the Saints are going to get the home home field advantage. They got the they got the tiebreaker over the Rams. And uh, so I think the Saints will get home field advantage. And I think they'll be the one seed. And, yeah, I think they're going to – I think they'll make it uh, 3,000 from Drew Brees. I mean, at home, Drew Brees has just been remarkable. It's been insane. Yeah, it's been, it's been really fun to watch, especially – in the landscape of such great QBs nowadays, it's amazing that Drew Brees at his age is able to remain in the conversation as a, I mean, he's absolutely a top three quarterback this he's year. A, oh, he's an, he's an, he's a leading MVP. I mean, candidate. it's, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's Drew Brees and it's, you know, I don't know, Jared Goff. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, he's just uh, in he's terms of this there. season. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is sort of out of that conversation just because of the Packers sure. performance, I would say. Um, sure. But anyways, Juju Smith-Schuster, great week. Eight catches for 104 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, five catches for 56 yards and a touchdown. Aaron Jones with a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. So exciting to see him breaking out. Adrian Peterson, I mean, what can you say? Talking about Drew Brees at his age. Adrian Peterson at his age. 51 rushing yards, two touchdowns against a tough Texans defense. That was huge. And I, I think Baltimore's defense only getting 350 was a disappointment for Brian, along with Austin Hooper getting only 470. But honestly, 470, it's not disappointing for tight ends this year. That's the landscape we're in. 
Austin Hooper getting four catches for 27 yards. He'll take that, I guess. I mean, he got a win. It was enough. Yeah, yeah, he did. His team did enough. The big performances from Breeze and Jones really helped him. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, looking at, honestly, the, the Bears offensive players of Allen Robinson and Jordan Howard as, from my opinion, the two biggest question marks on Brian's team, what are your thoughts there? Just no one on the Bears has been able to be consistent, and that's that's been the story all year. I mean, Howard's had great games. Tree Cohen's had amazing games, but for Drew, he had another disastrous week, and it's just there's not a single player, including, I mean, Mitch Trubisky's been re- pretty solid. Uh, he's had a couple down weeks, but mostly he's been awesome. But outside of him, there's no one that I trust in any given week to 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 be a guy that you can count on for a really solid week. I mean, Allen Robinson was tremendous coming back from his injury last week, and he only puts up 540 this week. And, you know, Taylor Gabriel had had more targets and more catches than Allen Robinson this week, and it's just, I don't know, for you, we'll talk about your team, but Trey Burden had a down week. And uh, so, yeah, I, there's not a single positional player on the Bears that I look at and say you can count on them week in and week out. And so for Brian to have two of those guys, it's it's very dangerous because Brian's in the playoffs. He moved to seven and four. He's mathematically in, so that's four spots taken up. And so, hey. but but in week in week fourteen, what you know what's to stop both Allen Robinson and Jordan Howard from having down weeks, right? I mean they're playing the Rams, so more than likely at least Allen Robinson would have a good game. But I mean, hey man, you know what I mean. If there's it's, anyone, if there's anyone who can take on the risk of two Bears players, it's Bob blah, blah. Okay, that guy <laughs> bleeds Bear Blue, my friend. True, he's a Bear fan, true and true, and through and through as well. And <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're right on with your take about the inconsistency. I think it's just matchup by matchup, I suppose, and. Hope one of them strikes. I mean, I would say I trust Allen Robinson more than I trust Jordan Howard at this point. I just, with Tariq Cohen getting so much work. Yeah, I mean, I Jordan, Jordan Howard is completely touchdown or bust. I mean, it, it is, it's not even a discussion. He has not yeah. had a single good week without getting a touchdown. So, yeah. actually, that I guess week, week, one, week, week one. one he did, but that's the <laughs> yeah. only one. Um, um Brian's bench, he's got both the Miami running backs. Not too excited about either of those guys. And then Peyton Barber scoring 1,800 points uh, on Brian's bench this week. He had a touchdown for 106 rushing yards. Not The touchdown wasn't for 106 rushing yards. Over the game, he had 106 <laughs> Holy rushing shit. yards. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Do you play Peyton Barber next week against the Giants instead of Jordan Howard? Uh, plays the um, 49ers, played the Giants this week. but Oh, yeah. um, sorry. No, I mean, no. I, I, I don't know what to make. I mean, the Giants' uh, def- running, run defense has been abysmal the last few weeks. I mean, they gave up the week before to Matt Breida. He had an awesome game. So, I, I mean, I guess you can go try it. I mean, Brian, Brian can play, play around with his roster right now because he's locked up his playoff spot. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean... All right, I get I don't, it. He I doesn't don't, need to worry about it. Some of us are thinking about how crucial this week is, okay? I forgot that <laughs> some of you up in the clouds are already coasting to the playoffs. <laughs> um, I, I mean, he's going to stick with Jordan Howard on, on Thanksgiving, on, on Turkey Day. 
but uh, gobble 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 turkey gobble. I don't think I don't think he'd play Peyton Barber. He'll probably Brian's not one to to overreact as we've said. He'll probably stick with his three running backs that he's got in for this week and uh, and just see what that gets him. What I, one thing I think he might have to do is pivot from Baltimore. I mean, you look at their last four weeks. It's been. I mean, at home against Cincinnati, absolutely should have been a good week for Baltimore. That's what's most concerning. I mean, you got Pittsburgh, didn't have a good game, that's fine. But even Carolina, negative 200, they did absolute jack shit. Uh, New Orleans, 600, you're not going to have a good good game against New Orleans, most likely. But you look at their schedule, first week of the playoffs in Kansas City. Do you want to start Baltimore? I mean, because I do not. Certainly not. (laughs) So uh, Unless I think they he, pull a Rams, but I don't think Baltimore is going to be scoring 54 points. If you're Brian, if I'm Brian, I, I look to stream a defense in Week 14 for the playoffs and then got a nice matchup against Tampa Bay at home, though, for Week 15 if he can make it past that. But, yeah, maybe he needs to pivot from Baltimore a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, he's uh, like I said, he's got two weeks to tune up his, tune up his roster and get ready for the playoffs. Two-week tune-up, tune-up, brought to you by TJ Let, 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 let. Next matchup, Dad, Terminator and Death by me, Cool Hand Lou, moves up to 6-5 and five with a victory, mightily, 15,124 points, taking down his daughter, his eldest daughter, <laughs> Dwell Football, Anna, 11,204 points, Anna moves down to 5-6, and sixth, putting her promptly in 8th place. Tommy, talk to me about Anna's team. Um, okay, I'll talk to you about Anna's team. Uh, I did want to say, Dad, we were talking about Dad's team being in a tailspin. The tailspin is officially over. Uh, he has corrected and got finally gotten that W after four straight losses. But there are some serious concerns uh, for Anna, and it's been it's been a tough stretch for her. She falls to five and six now. She really she she really needs to win her last two to guarantee her spot. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's the the massive hole is the running back too. She's got. I mean, Kenny Galladay with a great game, twenty one thirty. That is awesome. I think you're going to be able to see. I mean, over the last two weeks, fourteen targets, thirteen targets, scoring two touchdowns, one touchdown in each of the last two weeks. I think Marvin. I don't know if Marvin Jones Jr. is going to play. It really doesn't affect, I mean, he might lose a few targets if Marvin Jones comes back, but he's going to be a double-digit target guy, I think, rest of the season, is Galladay. So that's great. Cooks is going to be great every week. Puts up 107 yards on eight catches, 1,470 fantasy points. Down week for Deshaun Jackson. And Fitzmagic was pulled again, and, and Winston's the quarterback. And Fitzmagic is the guy that targets Jackson more than Winston does. So it'll be interesting to see what Anna can get from him over the next few weeks. Kamara's going to be Kamara. Kind of, Anna mentioned it's crazy, but she's actually disappointed with 1782 from Kamara, and that's that's fair because we know what Kamara has uh, as far as potential goes. And so even though that is a, a, a running back one performance on the week, it's still uh, less than you would hope from Kamara. And, I mean, she just in total desperation played Derrick Henry. Uh, now, I know Derrick Henry had scored in three straight weeks, but... If he doesn't score, he's going to disappoint. He did not score, and boy, did he disappoint. Evan Ingram, I don't... It's another like decent game for a tight end. Now, three straight games that you take from a tight end with the tight end landscape this year, but 
I don't really like what I see from Evan Ingram. I mean, only two targets, five targets last week. And, I mean, she's, I think she sticks with him because, I mean, who else do you turn to? I, I'm not sure. So, yeah, it's just the sad reality of, of tight ends yeah. in today's league. Fantasy football-wise, slim pickings doesn't even begin to say enough. So, yeah, Evan Ingram... It's it's disappointing. I mean, the Giants are, I guess, one big disappointment other than Saquon Barkley, but Evan Ingram is a talented tight end, and it's a shame that they're not using him more. I did hear a good take from our good friend Jason Moore, mm-hmm. who talked about the Giants being a run-heavy offense, and Evan Ingram just so happens to be an atrocious blocking tight end. Yeah, right. He's so one he's of those tight ends that snaps. is a, a pass-catching tight end, so... When they're running the ball with Saquon Barkley, or or doing a play action where they're pretending to run it, and um, you know they don't have Evan Ingram out on the field because he's a bad blocker, so it, it's it's cutting into his snap count. Right. Yeah. What's his whatever his, the other tight end's name is? He's he's getting a significant amount more amount significant amount more of snaps. What am I trying to say here? I think you know. I think you know. <laughs> um, Kenny Galladay, though. Wow, that's such a fun week. Like. It's just fun, I mean, because he's so exciting to watch. He's so... Yeah, he's he looks. Talented. I mean, he reminds me of Calvin Johnson. Like, he, he he's another... He's a babytron for the Lions. And 14 targets this week after having 13 targets last week. Just got to be super exciting. And Anna's got to be having a lot of fun watching Kenny Galladay right now. Yeah, yeah. So there are definitely some bright spots. I just worry... Uh, I mean, she needs... Obviously needs Deshaun Watson to be better. Only putting up a 1,000... 100 is unacceptable. He's at home on a Monday against Tennessee, who just let Andrew Luck run wild with uh, T.Y. Hilton. So I think she can look to, for Deshaun Watson to have a field day with, uh, with, with Yopkins next week, and hopefully that will be the case. He's got a nice two weeks, Deshaun Watson does, before the playoffs. Tennessee at home, Cleveland at home. So if he can be big... And, and Galladay can keep it up, and Cooks can keep it up, and Kamara can go huge. Uh, Anna's definitely got a good shot uh, to make the playoffs. And uh, she had a great Minnesota stream, 1,300. Didn't want to play Jacksonville because they've been piss poor. They actually are somehow Ben Roethlisberger's kryptonite. So they actually had a good week at four, with 1,450. But I don't know. She's got Crowell on her bench. I don't trust him. Uh, Eckler on her bench, who ended up having a 790. That's back to around you know the decent weeks he'd, he'd been putting up before she traded for him plus matchup against Arizona next week I think she plays him instead of obviously don't play Derrick Henry can't trust him and uh, I don't know if I would play Crowell against against New England so um, yeah I think I think I don't know would you probably go with Eckler as the, you know it's not a great option but I think it's her best of the best of the worst yeah I mean unless you can make something happen off the waiver wire which sure. I, I think there are guys on the available on the waiver wire that I would play over Eckler, but um, sure, yeah. I mean, this this won't come out before waivers, so I mean, who are you who are you thinking specifically, or do you not want to say? You're trying to get into my head, dude, so you can steal my waivers tonight. <laughs> Just tell me who uh, you know who you want. Uh, no. no, I won't tell you. But going over to Dad's team, I just want to touch on touchdown machine Josh Doxson. Ended his two-game streak of touchdowns, unfortunately. Did not reach the end zone. Only had three receptions for 32 yards on Dad's bench. So, great job by Dad seeing that touchdown, that massive touchdown streak ending from her boy Josh Doxson after two games. 
Um, but boy, everything went right for Dad's team this week. I'll, I'll just touch on the two dark spots. One, the Los Angeles Chargers defense only getting 200 for Dad. Just not a great game. I mean, I don't hate the stream. Broncos offense hasn't been amazing, but certainly didn't perform. And then I'll say Alex Collins, who ended up with 780. It's a serviceable amount because he did get a touchdown, but he had his carries taken away from him by a man we know very dearly as <laughs> Gus Bus Edwards. Dude, I, um, I've always loved Gus Edwards. He's been yeah. I've been a fan of his for years. Gus Bus, Gus the Bus, must have Gus Bus. Um, yeah, I mean Alex Collins. I don't know. I'm not even going to try to speculate on what the Ravens will do moving forward, but there's a lot of mouths to feed in terms of running backs on that team. I don't want any of them, but if I do want one of them, I guess it's Gus the Bus Edwards now. Uh, everything else went right for Dad's team. I mean, what yeah. what what else is there to say? I mean, massive, massive performances from Stefan Diggs, Ezekiel Elliott, and Philip Lindsay, scoring 25-10, 29-60, and 24-60, respectively. Philip Lindsay just looks amazing. He's an undrafted running back and has just been dominant and really has won that backfield. His, I mean, Denver's matchups, if Dad can make the playoffs, which at six, with this win at 6-5, and five, he's looking really good, too. He's got Emmanuel Sanders and Philip Lindsay, and their playoff schedule is very noise. It is very, very nice. They got San Francisco, Cleveland, and Oakland. So that could be huge. Uh, so I think Sanders didn't have an excellent game with only 820, but better things rest of the season for Sanders, I think. And I think Philip Lindsay will continue to be very, very good. Uh, Elliott has just been massive the last two weeks. And may, if, if he's getting unleashed finally, maybe this is the perfect time for dad. And and he will be a beast come playoff time. Pretty nice schedule for Elliott as well. Uh, going up against Philly again, Indy, and then Tampa Bay. So, And then Diggs has looked really great the last few weeks. Keenan Allen has looked a lot better, putting up a lot, uh, you know, much more solid weeks than he'd been underperforming first half of the season since the bye week. Uh, he's put up 1820, 1470, and 1950. So I've liked Dad's team all year, uh, and I really think it's looking strong heading into the playoffs, and I don't know, I think Dad probably pivots from Alex Collins. Like you said, you don't know what you can expect. I mean, his carries just got swallowed up by Edwards this week, And but the good news for Dad is that he's got Tyler Boyd, who's been serviceable, if not really, really good uh, in some weeks, so maybe he uses him as his flex, But uh, and then I also wanted to give Dad a shout-out. What an excellent decision to play Eli Manning instead of Mitchell Trubisky. Really won himself 24 points there. Uh, to, Incredible to, to really really separate himself from Anna. So that is just, you really applaud. I mean, I think that's what wins in the matchup. <laughs> right. I mean, it's hard to disagree with that statement. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, things are looking good for Dad. It was a really nice win for him. Like we said, he stopped the bleeding, had lost four in a row. And uh, moving up to six and five, he is also one of the highest scoring teams uh, with, with his really good week. He's uh, he's ahead of a lot of people in uh, in points for So he gets one more win. He's definitely in, and even if he loses twice, he might still make it. So uh, things are looking good for him. Speaking of people who things are looking good for, it's my matchup, and <laughs> things aren't looking good for me. I lost again. Um, <laughs> let me uh, let me take the lead on this one here. <laughs> okay, yeah, talk to me, man. So Greg takes you down fourteen thousand seven hundred twenty. You put up a a, a sub average. 
score for your for yourself and your team standards of 12,374, but it's still a decent week. And uh, you don't really have to look any further for what what went wrong with your team than your top three players. Uh, Matt Ryan at home puts up 1474, and that is just, I cannot overstate how disappointing that is. Here are Matt Ryan's point totals at home, his other games this season. 3168, 4016, 2926, 2750, and 1926. Yeah. And for him to put that up, I mean, Dallas' defense has been fine, but that's really, really disappointing. And then you look at Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who had a really good matchup, was in on a lot of plays, but only got three targets and had his worst week um, really since since um, Allison has gone down. He has just been really, really good. And uh, that was really disappointing. And then everyone disappointed on the Eagles like we talked about. So Alshon Jeffrey with only 530. You're looking at your running your two top two wide receivers putting up a combined six sixty, and your your stud quarterback putting up less than fifteen hundred. I mean that, that hey, right dude, there lost you the week. No, dude, that's my um, wide receiver two and my wide receiver three. Of course, up six sixty, dude. Because DJ Moore is obviously your wide receiver one. Yeah, what course. a pickup, what a play, hundred fifty seven yards and seven catches and a receiving touchdown. That is, I mean, man. Obviously, that's not something you can expect from him, but he's got some nice matchups, and uh, if you can get into the playoffs, he could Dude, be his, really big his, for you. His playoff matchups are insane. Yeah, weeks fifteen and sixteen are against the Saints and the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, Dude, if you can make the playoffs, uh, this could be a, a crazy good good pickup for you and really really yeah. beneficial. Uh, but looking at the rest of your team. Good game from Kareem Hunt. Nothing spectacular for him, but 1860. Christian McCaffrey, again, decent for him. Nothing great. Underperformed what his projection was by quite a bit with only 1,400. And then Joe Mixon, 1270. I mean, honestly, I pointed at the top three guys as being why you didn't win, but, I mean, you've come to expect more (laughs) from those three running backs, uh, as insane as that sounds. Um, They all really just did okay for you, and uh, you really needed – big performances from them to overcome the the bad performances of your of your wide receivers and quarterback. Uh, and then Trey Burton, huge letdown. We talked about him. We talked about the Bears. Trey Burton has been inconsistent at best, I would say. I mean, he's only been inconsistent. There's no other <laughs> way to put it. Um, yeah, I mean, disappointing. He's up and down 800 some weeks, 2,000 some weeks, 300 some weeks. 1500 some weeks 200 some weeks i mean there's there's no rhyme or reason so i just i plug him in and cross and close my eyes i i I, there's no expectations for trey burton you just hope you get something from him but you're not but he's certainly a startable tight end so i'm fine with it um i'm excited about my bench yeah qt scoring a thousand josh adams scoring 1400 i'm uh i don't know those are those are kiki qt is a guy that i might find myself starting over the next several weeks um i think you can i mean he he looked good he looked good and he's got great matchups and he clearly uh, obviously has the trust of watson way 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 more than demarius thomas at this point so he came back from his injury after the bye week looked great looked really really good and and the nine targets is excellent so that's really good for you um and maybe you put him in probably 
ahead of Valdez Scantling at this point. I mean, I don't know. I think you keep playing Jeffrey because he's the number one guy there, and he's was just a bad week for everyone in Philly. So I'm not sure you can look too much into that. But then, great Josh Adams pickup, and you kind of did it before he had his his best game of the year, and. He is uh, over the course of the last few weeks really looked like the best running back, and uh, he was in fifty-five percent of the offensive snaps. And both Clement and uh, Smallwood were in like significantly less. I think in the twenties, twenty percent, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know what's the status of Marvin Jones. Is he supposed to play this week? I know he's got a he short is week. Probably not going to play. Likely to miss, yeah. So, and you can anticipate he'll be out. So you're out, out without him one more week, which kind of sucks. But you plug in QT. Obviously, you're sticking with your studs: Hunt, McCaffrey, Mixon. Uh, great Badgley pickup, uh, Michael Badgley, my friend from high school. <laughs> you know me, the kicker whisperer. The kicker oh, wait, whisperer. No, that's Dan. That's, that's it, Dan's that is team Dan. name. <laughs> um, asking for a friend, who would you play in your flex in Week 12? Kiki QT or Josh Adams? Kiki QT against the Tennessee Titans, Josh Adams against the New York Giants. Um, I don't know. The Giants, speaking. yeah, hypothetically speaking, I don't know who this would be a question for, but uh, if you're if the person that this question is for is listening to this podcast, I would say I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hey, nothing but expert advice coming nothing from but, Let's Talk Fans. No, you know what, though? Against the Giants at home, I mean, the Eagles are going to be looking to bounce back. they got to have a bounce back. In a week, right? major way. They desperately need the win if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive. I mean, if they lose to, Gi- to the Giants, their season's over. They, that puts them at seven losses. Uh, <clears throat> or are they five and five? No, they're four and six, right? Uh, Iridocyclitis. <laughs> The Giants have given up two massive weeks in a row to running back, so that would not be a bad play. Honestly, neither of them is a bad play. And, I mean, I don't know. I would maybe even suggest playing both of them. Uh, if, wow. if, if If whichever person, I don't know who this advice is for again, but <laughs> I don't know who the rest of their roster Let's is. Let's just but... say this person also has Marquez Valdez, Scantling, <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey, and DJ Moore. Okay, all right. Um, wow, this guy's got a pretty good team. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, against about Mid- this. No, Valdez, they're all yeah. good. They're okay. All good. <laughs> Cam Newton for Greg was a big reason Dude, he was able to take me down, even here, though the Panthers sucked. Here is, yeah, Panthers, that's a terrible loss for them. Uh, Detroit had looked uh, abysmal. Here is, this is Greg's, this is, this is the recipe for Greg's success. Is, and actually, too soon, but Todd Gurley did not have a good game, but... Pretty much every week, it's been Todd Gurley and Cam Newton going big, right? And then whether or not Greg either has a good week or an excellent week, it's always come down to Mike Evans and Mark Ingram. And when those two guys go off, I would be shocked to to if I found out that Greg's record was not excellent in the games that Mark Ingram and Mike Evans have had really good games. Because he gets the consistent stuff, really good stuff from Newton and Ingram, and then if or sorry, Newton and Gurley, and if Ingram and Evans go big, I mean, it just puts them over the top. And uh, honestly, Todd Gurley, only 1,090. What do we make of that? Because that this was a game where everybody went off. Everybody. I make, I make nothing of it. Um... So let me ask you this. It's an, uh, it was, he was very limited. He's got an ankle issue going on. You don't really, 
Uh, it doesn't concern you at all that he only got 12 carries, that, that Brown was taking up some of his red no, zone carries? No, I mean, I think he and... probably tweaked his ankle early in the game, but not bad enough to come out, but they they just didn't want to over... They didn't need to rely on him. You know, the offense was working fine without him. They gave the Malcolm Brown a few carries. I... It's. I mean, what are you going to pivot from Todd Gurley? It's I, just I like, think. I mean, if you're Greg, you got to think about sitting him, right? <laughs> no, no, you don't. Uh, <laughs> by week in week twelve, and then Todd Gurley, you can put him in your lineup in week thirteen. I don't know. You know. <laughs> so um, you would sit him during the bye week, though. Captain Kirk with uh, sixteen seventy two for for Greg. Uh, that was another big let's talk difference makers. Um, <laughs> it was Captain Christian Kirk, if you will. And Matt Prater, I mean, Mr. Reliable, kicker, whisperer. Um, no, I don't know. Greg's team, solid. I mean, he's 5-6 and six now. If he gets one more win, uh, he's he's going to make the playoffs probably. So he's, he's, he's looking Actually, good. Actually, I will disagree with you there. And I will well, this tell, leads I will us into you, it, man. I will I mean, tell you the numbers behind it. We're about wrapping it, up but... the matchups. Let's, let's get into what are Greg's chances. What's the landscape? Fill me in. Yeah, so... The other thing uh, just really concerning about Greg Seymour's is wide receiver two and three. I mean, he that's that's he's putting that together with duct tape and glue and his flex. I mean, he's got some real holes. So his, his guys are going to have to go big. His, the guys that are his guys, the four we talked about, they're going to have to be huge uh, for him uh, to make the playoffs. So, dude, it's nutty. Uh, it, the, the, the bottom of the standings is nuttier than squirrel poop. And let's get right into it because, so, we talked about me, Kyle, Louie, and Brian. Seven and four. There, with the matchups there, there's there's three teams right now with seven losses. So, obviously, we can't be below them because the worst we could finish, the top four guys, are six losses. And Anna and Greg play each other in the last week. So, one of them is going to have seven losses for sure. They can't both win out. And so that puts four teams with seven losses. So the top four teams, they're in. And honestly, Dad at six and five, he's got the point advantage, uh, an extreme point advantage over Greg, Anna, Drew, and Scott. And so even if Dad goes to six and seven and loses his last two, as long as his team doesn't perform abysmally, he's in as well. So I'm going to pencil in Dad as well. So that's five spots taken up. Now is where it gets really dicey. Justin at five and six. Greg at five and six. And at five and six, Drew at five and six. We look at next week's matchup, week twelve. What is an incredibly important matchup? Right away, boom, off the bat. Drew versus Jack. The loser of that game is out of the playoffs. That's wow. just that, that's just You're a, calling it now. That is just well for you. You'll be mathematically what? you'll be mathematically what, eliminated. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, will I? <laughs> yes. I hate to tell oh, you this, but with you eight losses, your numbers. You'll be punched them into your fancy calculator. With eight losses, you can't. You cannot get in. I'm sorry. You don't bro. know about heart, dude. That's true. I didn't think about your grit either. Um, so that's why that's why this this loss for Drew, the bad loss against Louis, was so big for him because at five and six. He is one of the lowest scoring teams. He has a point advantage currently over no one except for Scott. And that is irrelevant because we're counting Scott out of the playoffs right now. Um, So Drew has the the advantage over no one, which means he needs to win his last two weeks. 
and going up against you, who are you are also desperate for a win, that might be my matchup of the week. Because, like I said, I think the loser's out, and I think the winner is in. And so, yeah, that's that's the most important matchup of the week. And then Dan. So here's so here's what here's what we know. Basically, everyone that besides Scott <laughs> controls their own destiny. And so anybody, so you, Drew, and Dan are the three guys that are out of this playoffs right now. And you all control your own destiny. You play Drew, and if you beat Drew, and Dan plays uh, Louie, and then Dan beats Louie, let's say, just for argument's sake, you're both five and seven. Take a, take a guess as to who you play and who Dan plays in the final week of the season. It's it's we each, all other. Play each other. It's each other. You and <laughs> Dan, you and Dan play each oh, other. Oh gosh, dude, it's gonna be so exciting. And they and so the other thing is, here's what's crazy: is week week thirteen could shape up. So if if Greg wins, right? Let's say Greg wins and he moves to six and six against against Brian. And let's say Anna gets the win against Scott, moves to six and six. So she'd be six and six. Greg would be six and six. Let's give you the win over Drew. So Drew's five and seven. You're five and seven. And Dan's five and seven, right? We move on to week 13. At six and six, and six and six, Anna and Greg play each other. And the winner of that makes it in, and the loser of that potentially is out of the playoffs. And you and Dan at five and seven and five and seven, the winner would definitely be out, or the winner would be in, and the loser would definitely be out. Um... Dude, so basically, like I said, you all control your own destiny, but and but you all play each other. So like, someone's gonna lose, and so someone is gonna be on the wrong end of the shtick, if you will. Um, oh, I will. <laughs> but um, the good news for Anna uh, is she goes up against Scott, who is gonna be without Carryon Johnson, probably without AJ Green. Jared Goff on a bye. Sammy Watkins on a bye. Uh, I'm not, I am not. don't even know how Scott fields a roster next week. But <laughs> <laughs> So that's really good for Anna. And um, Greg's going to have a tough, tough matchup against Brian. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just with two weeks left, so much can happen. I mean, with you in 10th place, you could literally – Finish sixth and seven, and end up in sixth. If not, you know fifth. You could buy, you could climb as high as fifth place. You could climb five places over the last two weeks. And like I said, you win your last two, you're in, dude, because you've got point difference points for you got you've got the tiebreaker over everyone that you're in contention with. So if unless you were to win and somehow like only win with like six thousand points in both weeks, like then maybe you don't get in. But assuming you win with a decent score, uh, you're in. And if Dan wins his both his weeks, obviously he played you two play each other, so both of those can't happen. So one of you will for sure not be making the playoffs, unfortunately. You can't both be in. So that's kind of rough. Because I would like for both of you to be in. I really would, because your two teams deserve it. Um, but yeah. Well, and, thanks, man. And then, 
So one, I think one of you and Dan will be in. The other will be out. And then uh, two, only, only two of three between Drew, Anna, and Greg will get in. And um, yeah, so Drew, Drew could get in if he goes one and one. And Anna and Greg both lose, or, or Anna or Greg, one of them loses both of their games. Or if Drew scores a lot of points because he's 4,000 behind Anna and 6,000 behind Greg. Um, so he's got, if he wants to get in at six and seven and, and secure his spot, he'd have to go, he'd have to go pretty ham over the last two weeks. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. I know it's, my thoughts are kind of all over the place, but bottom line is everything is still up in the air with two weeks left. And that's, that's really cool to me. Bottom line is, are you ready for some football? Yeah, I mean that's I, I couldn't. Yeah, I'm better I'm myself. scared. I'm glad you're excited. I'm scared. Bleakless. Well, sure, I, um, I would be I'd be scared shitless if I was in your position. Of course, I mean well, you, dude. It's a family <laughs> show. I said shipless, dude. That's not even a, mm, a swear. Nice, very Kmart of you. Um. Yeah, no, I, it's very very nerve wracking because even though your team, you know, your team has the potential and could very easily win the last two weeks, and you could just cruise into the playoffs. It's fantasy football anything can happen anything can happen and so yeah when you got back-to-back weeks of must wins i mean that's that's you you never want that that's ship your pants scary and like uh yeah no i'm i don't know i i feel like i am i'm sitting here knowing i'm in the playoffs and so it's all very exciting for me to see how it shapes out but for the rest of you it's very very nerve-wracking um and i don't know i didn't touch on justin's team much in all these scenarios at five and six and he's got um he's actually got more points than he's he's second only behind kyle so he's got the advantage over everyone so justin really (laughs) sorry i just got uh interrupted by by my producer guys you can't hear him but he wants me to say his team name Uh, his team name is may the best man win and uh he did do that this week so clearly he is the best man of all of us and he just needs to go one and one. He plays dad, and uh, Justin's got some buy issues, I believe, uh, for this. Not like issues, but he's going to have. Uh, let's actually take a look at his roster. I don't, I don't know why I'm speculating. I could do that right now. Um, <laughs> if I had to guess. Um... <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. That's what I knew that. Travis Kelsey's on a buy, which is hugely huge for Justin because, I mean, good luck picking up a tight end you can rely on this week. A lot and, of streamer options. <laughs> and so that's big. And But the good news is he can lose to Dad, and then he goes up against Scott in the final week. So if he can just beat Scott and score a decent amount, uh, he'll squeak in at 6-7. and seven. So there's going to be like two or three 6-7 teams uh, that make the playoffs, right? I mean, if you, if you or Dan makes it in, you'll be 6-7. and seven. And if Anna or Greg at the – one of them is going to finish six and seven because they have to play each other. The other could finish seven and six. Well, they could both finish six and seven. So everyone six and down in the standings could finish six and seven, <laughs> um, which would be kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it. That's all she wrote. That's the whole kit and caboodle. That is. That's the. That's all she wrote. Did I say that one already? Um, no. That's the, the fat lady has sung and. The cookie has crumbled, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yes, it sure has. 
all over the place. It got all over the floor, and I have to go clean it up. Keep emailing in while Tommy cleans up the cookies. I'll remind you that you can email in. I forget our email address, but you guys know it. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm scared to not make the playoffs. Tommy is fine and feeling flirty, so... Um, yeah, I guess I'd email him and not me. I'm not really going to be responding over the next several days. And not, uh, <laughs> not um, great. But yeah, man, uh, as Jack said, thanks for listening. We got Thanksgiving in two days. Very excited for that. We got a good slate of games. Bears versus Lions. Cowboys versus Redskins. And the night game, Falcons versus Saints should be a great one. So... There's going to be a lot of people with players playing on Thursday. A lot of those, I mean, there's just a ton of players that are rostered from those six teams. So it's going to be exciting Thanksgiving, and uh, I can't wait to see what happens this week. And we will obviously talk to you next week about what happens, and we'll just have one week remaining. And, oh, my goodness, Jack, take us home. Let's talk fantasy football. Damn, dude. Shit. We went long again. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Hey, guys, we went long. But thanks for listening. Let's talk fantasy football. Sorry for going long.